Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Right here, right now, right here. Victory before, but this one's going to be sweet. His first ever win for Shelby Power Racing at Tom Deepasquale. With a 4.5 second margin in hand, Deepasquale is going to close this one out. Race number 20 of the championship belongs to Anton Di Pasquale and the Shell V-Power Racing Team. Gasses it up, slides it sideways out of the final corner and once again, I repeat the phrase, Anton Di Pasquale, a winner at Sydney Motorsport Park. Quite a reoccurring theme of uh, 2021 there was, of course, Anton Di Pasquale in his debut season for the Shell V-Power Racing Team. Here's our Ryko Filters feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. So please welcome back to the driver's seat the one and only Anton Di Pasquale. G'day, fellas. How's it going? Mate, we are really well. And you are, this could be ominous for you, mate. You are number one. The, the number one drop for the year, first guest for the sixth season of the driver's seat. That could be an ominous thing for you because uh, we've had some big guests at the start of our shows and the start of our years in years gone by, and they've gone on to be, uh, not to put too much pressure on you, they've gone on to win Bathurst and be champions. So uh, this could be a good thing for you. Oh, I feel privileged and honoured. It's a it's a good feat. Um, and, and I've got a new intro, so it's all going well. <laughs> it's going very well. But before we look forward, and I know one of Dick Johnson's favourite saying is the only thing you get when you look backwards is a sore neck. But let's let's talk about 2021, your debut year with DJRT. Uh, I was going to say DJR Team Penske then. Yeah. DJR. Yes, DJR. Um, <laughs> DJR, give me your scorecard. Give me your, uh, you know, A, B, C, D. How was your first year? Oh, I, I generally don't do scorecards. I tried to avoid them at school and still <laughs> try to avoid them into my adult life. But um, so I don't know. I leave the scorecards up to other people. But I think we had a we had a pretty solid year um, first year with the team and sort of getting up to speed and all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, we had plenty of highs throughout the year and we had a few lows, which um, we'll try and you know as as everyone always says, try and rectify them into this year and hopefully have a solid solid uh, 12 months of racing and see what comes out of the end of it hey mate uh you know i'm looking i am looking at your scorecard here because nimsy's made me print it out in color which is great <laughs> so i can read it um you know 11 wins and um obviously a lot of polls how many was it 11 polls maybe 11, 11 polls, polls i think yeah seven wins. um yeah so, and there's a lot of p2s and p3s here mate so i mean Usually it does take a little while for someone to settle into a new team. I mean, you, you have come from Erebus over to DJR. Um, you know, had to I learn think, French to work with Luda. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still don't understand him when I listen to that radio talk. I don't know how you do it. But, um, but uh, like, when you look at it, mate, you, know, you had six DNFs. You finished sixth in the championship and you still had six DNFs. I mean, if you just average those DNFs out to maybe a top five – 
you you know you're probably p2 in the championship so you know there's there's a lot of things that you can look back at last year and go you know that was a very mm. very solid year performance wise with a new team you know and the team changed too obviously uh, Roger Penske is no longer there so uh, you know I think moving into 2022 you've got to be pretty confident um yeah I mean I guess looking back on it we had a really good uh season like you said there a few DNFs some my fault some some reliability and a bit of both and all that kind of stuff so we've uh spent the off season trying to rectify that trying to make myself better and um, I think as the year went on, all that got better naturally anyway. So, yeah, we're, we'll try and come out firing um, and try and give a consistent uh, season of results and see what comes out of it. But, yeah, hopefully hopefully we're fighting somewhere at the front, which I think we should be, and see hopefully we can uh, come out on top of any fight we get involved in. And, mate, speaking of off-season, you're relatively quiet from what I can gather on the socials. What did you get up to? During your off season, like, did you do what I did? And well, you went and did the twenty four hour race, blow out. While well, I was kind of alluding to that, so what, <laughs> what did you? Because uh, you are one of the few drivers that actually still got to do some competitive racing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, off season's good. You get about a week into it, spend a bit of time with your family and friends, and then you sort of get bored pretty quickly. So, um, start looking for things to do very quickly into the off season. Um, so yeah, got lucky enough to uh, go over to Dubai, do a twenty four hour over there. So. Something I've never done before, um, you know, 80, 80 odd cars on track in a track probably, you know, similar sort of to the bends. It's pretty hectic. So through the night um, and all that, and we and got fortunate to go over a really good bunch of people, and we had an awesome time and got a pretty good result. So um, that, then back into the karting and sort of the normal stuff I do. But yeah, never been one to get the phone out every every moment of my day and take photos and selfies and stories and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up generally in a private life, but I mean, it's obviously something that we like to do when there's something cool. But yeah, got got to spend a bit of time over there, which was awesome. But a lot of the time was just sort of spent um, not being able to go home because of the borders and yeah, after yeah, Sydney, all that. So I went to Melbourne, then come back to the to the Gold Coast, to home, and then was like straight to Dubai, then couldn't come back to Gold Coast again, so went back to Melbourne again. So, um, yeah, after I finally got home, just spent a bit of time at home because I didn't get to do much over that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I had an awesome off-season, but really, yeah, just got bored pretty quickly and started looking forward to the next race. <laughs> Mate, you also, uh, obviously in the off-season, you also have done quite a few days uh, in the new Gen 3 Mustang. I mean, give us your, you know, it's, it's really probably been the first time over the year apart from obviously where it was launched at Bathurst where people have seen a lot of it they've actually been able to go out to Queensland Raceway mm. and watch and, and listen to it and, and watch both cars um, you know there's been quite a few drivers in there as well with I think James Courtney's driven it there's been quite a few oh, yeah, yourself Kostecki. and Will D and Kostecki um, what's your what's your I mean everyone's keen to know what everyone's thoughts are on it but um, a lot of development still to be done but do you think moving forward in, in a year's time, the cars and what what they're trying to do with regard to racing and, and keeping it close and keeping it a bit more, I guess you can't really call entertaining. it. Entertaining. Entertaining. <laughs> I was going to say basic, but it's still very technical. What, what's your thoughts on it, mate? What do you think it's going to be like, especially for you as a driver? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of points to touch on because it's completely different. So you jump from, you know, the blueprint car to the, car the future it's kind of the same but better you know where this is a whole redesign and it's a completely different feeling and all that stuff so so far it sounds awesome looks awesome 
and from the outside, you know, from a spectator's point of view, I think it's going to be really cool. I mean, how the racing is going to be, it's impossible for me to say that. I think it's obviously going to be maybe a touch better than what we've got now, but until you race and do the first round and get into a battle, it's uh, sort of yeah. something very hard to say. But driving the car is fun. There's still a few sort of teething things that we, you know, that on the category will nut out. But yep. um, as a base already, I think it's quite good and it sounds awesome and makes a lot of noise and does all that cool stuff. So, um, yep. yeah, I think that's that's a big tick. There's still a few things to before races, which is part of designing a whole new car. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I haven't thought about it too much. Obviously, got to do one day in it and sort of gave my feedback and all that stuff and just enjoyed driving a car around QR, um, which is probably something you don't say too often. But, <laughs> um, yeah, after that, I sort of just sort of, park that in the back of mind and worry about the year we've got ahead and that's sort of our yeah. first point of call um and leave all that stuff up to the up to the guys in charge of all that but yeah at the moment it looks cool and sounds cool so that's yeah. that's already a big tick i mean I, yeah, we don't want to touch on it too much we've got plenty more to talk about but um you know i've obviously lucky enough to be able to have a look at it in the in the dj workshop and a couple of things um that i see that are quite different obviously apart from you know, the engine and all that sort of stuff is different to what we currently run. Um, you know, the driving position is quite different. You know, your feet are actually a lot higher. Uh, the steering wheel is a lot mm-hmm. more square and straighter with you. Um, and from what I hear, the car is a little bit, well, you said it's different to drive. Um, is it harder to drive? Is it Does it slide around more? It's got a different tyre and stuff on it. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts there? What's the driving position like to start with? Um, yeah, driving position, yeah, like you touched on, is a bit different. Um, you kind of your feet are a bit higher and you're sort of in a bit smaller space because that's sort of way, the way the car's designed. Um, and, yeah, I mean, once until we get, like, our own car and your own seat and stuff, you're always going to pull up sore and all that normal stuff, yeah. as, as if you would if I if, if I jumped in Will's car, you know. I'd, I'd always a bit uncomfortable. My leg starts going sore or whatever. So um, all that sort of stuff we're still working through. There's a couple of things, you know, which – the just having higher feet and stuff changes it a little bit, but yeah. I mean, it's nothing that we won't work out and won't, it's not really a big problem. You know, it's something you just sort of, you fix it and, and forget about it. Um, but in terms of harder to drive, I mean, it's a hard one to say because is any car easy to drive? And then, you know, like every car is easy to drive without a, a stopwatch on. And then every car, once a stopwatch comes out, gets start, suddenly gets pretty hard <laughs> to drive because you compare against someone that's faster than you. So, yeah, I mean, it's only, as, it's only as hard to drive as how fast you go. So, yeah. Well, I that mean, that, so what you're basically saying is that if Maddie McKeldon drove it, <laughs> it would handle like an absolute dream because you wouldn't have even be yeah, anywhere near halfway yeah, through absolutely. the halfway to the yeah, limit. It would either be that or in the fence. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, yeah, our cars now are like pretty easy to drive at about 90%, but at 100, it's extremely mm-hmm. hard and same as a GT car and, you know, Gen 3 is the same. A 386 is the same. They're all easy when you're going slow, but when you're going apparently fast, a TA2 cars the same. Bench, it's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a TA2 cars the same, apparently, too. Yeah. Uh, Maddie found out at Bathurst. Anyway, let's not yeah, talk right. about me. <laughs> let's not talk about me. Hey, Anton, we are going to uh, go out to the hallway in a minute and uh, grab the crystal balls out of the cupboard, give them a dust off and talk about this year and who we think is going to win. Let's take you out of the conversation. Generally, I, I would imagine you'd think you're the odds-on for the championship, so we'll take that as a given. Um, where do you think 
the folks around you will sit this year. You've got Brock Feeney, who's a fellow graduate of the Norwell Academy there, like yourself. Um, we've got yeah. second or rookies that are now coming into their second year who yeah. are like, you know, Kostecki and, and Will Brown and those sorts of guys. Well, it's got rookies think... that have matured, like, you know, like Absolutely. Todd Hazelwood that's got Absolutely. a bit more experience. Where do you think the big challenges are going to come from? The normal, or do you think we're going to see some, you know, some interlopers, maybe someone from Brad Jones, someone like that, really pop up and be competitive? Um, oh, mate, to be honest, I haven't really put too much thought into that. I sort of go out there and try and beat everyone, and everyone's sort of an enemy. So whoever's, you know, hopefully you don't really notice who's around you but I mean I guess obviously the normal hitters are going to be there aren't they not much has changed so there's no reason for you know someone like Shane to go out there and be slow it just doesn't make sense um, yep. you know Chaz obviously was if Chaz rolls out like how he did at Bathurst well he's going to win oh. every race so yep yep <laughs> What about Percat? Um, what do you what do you what's your what's your take on Percat at WAU? Obviously, Forward was there the last two years. Probably couldn't get the most out of the car and was a rookie himself. Throw Percat in there. Yeah. Do you think we could see two really competitive WAU cars? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of competitive people throughout the year, and I imagine like normal is going to change, and we, you know people are going to come up and down and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Percat's obviously a qualified steerer, so there's no reason for him to be. Um, anywhere, you know, far off Chaz at any one point. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, everyone's a threat. So, yeah, there's mm. no one that you look at and you, you're not concerned. Like, you don't, you know, you don't give credit to. So everyone deserves the respect of, you know, they, they could go really well on their day. So, yeah, it's hard to say. Obviously, your normal hitters are going to be there and there's a lot of guys ready to take up um, any opportunity for sure. And I think one of the things... Um a couple of years ago, a guy called Scott McLaughlin um, had a really good year and then muffed it in the final race at Newcastle, hit Lowndes, and a, uh, someone became a seven-time championship champion winner in Win Cup. Uh-huh. Yeah. I said, I said at that point in time, I think um, we've awoken a sleeping giant in Scotty Mack, and he came back out and proved that, and then he smacked everyone for the next couple of years. Three years, three actually. years. Your oh, righto, just <laughs> a couple of years, three years. What three years, <laughs> Captain? Um, one of the one of the things I noted from last year as a bit of a standout performance and possibly the same, again, not to put too much pressure on you, was your performances at Sydney Motorsport Park because in that final swing at the end there, because you were you looked in control, dominant, firing, confident, all the sorts of things you want to be at the back end of the year heading into the new year. Well, he won five out of the nine races. Exactly. So uh, this could be – I think I think I, I may have even said it yep. that I, ADP's now found his feet, he's found his spot, look out 2022. Is that how you felt at the end of the year? Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I just – I go out there and sort of every session I'm trying to go fastest and trying to win every race and – trying to get the biggest trophy and you know that's obviously not a realistic thing you can't do that but um yeah you're just going out there to sort of beat everyone every time you get in the car so don't really think about it too much like that um just trying to put in you know maximize what we got on any which day so in sydney we obviously had a really fast car so you're trying to win every race um but sometimes you might have a car that's good enough for third so you try and get third but you're ultimately trying to beat everyone all the time that's just sort of the nature of the beast so yeah i don't really get into that whole um you know confidence mindset all that kind of stuff you just try and go fast and you know put the right tire pressures in and see what happens 
Mate, and that, and that was probably the most evident at Bathurst, wasn't it? You were so dominant at SMP, and then you went to Bathurst. And I'm not saying, we, you know, you weren't dominant. You weren't You're still dominant. qualified second. But, mm. but but as a race car, uh, you didn't have the fastest race car. You probably had a car good enough for top three. But, um, you know, yep. it's it's just so quick how it can change, isn't it? And you go to different places. And, and I think um, this year going to Bathurst, I think you guys – and DJR will have a much better grasp on what needs to be done to make the car fast, like obviously WAU had. Yeah, for sure. We'll have a bit better idea. I mean, qualified second, but you know, our car was just sort of ragging it and got a lap out of it, which was cool. Um, but, yeah, during the race, we will sort of top three all day, and we sort of worked that out pretty early on in the piece, and that was sort of our goal. Ultimately, that didn't happen. But, yeah, sometimes it swaps and changes so much. You know, every, tra- every track is so different. So... Um, some cars suit some, some cars suit others. Hopefully you've got a car that, you know, suits most. And um, I think we've got something like that. So, um, yeah, we're, I'm pretty excited to just get behind it and get stuck in and uh, start talking about, you know, race car things again. Well, Anton, you've, mate, you've had a pretty big day because so, I know you had a media day this morning and now you're jumping on the show with us tonight. So uh, we'll let you go because we've yeah. kept, kept uh, a lot of you for this evening. But, uh, mate, good luck awesome. at SMP in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, no doubt we look forward to seeing Car 11 up the front uh, for much Thanks, of guys. 2022. No, all of 2022. Thanks very much. Nice chatting to you. <laughs> <laughs> catch you, mate. Have a good one. Cheers. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91